yes, they're in the liminal space and they make me wary of being in it again, but it's part of the process. It's a balance. You take the good with the bad and you make what you can with what you're given. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Story Podcast. I am Harris III, and we are all still here, you know, alive and breathing. And for that alone, we can be grateful. But we're also still here, you know, in that that space between no longer and not yet. I'm not going to lie, guys, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to go beyond the liminal space. I'm ready to get to the next chapter of the conversation but that just isn't where we are yet. And so I am learning, I'm sure like many of you, to embrace the tension and to soak up all of the magic that is found here, including in this week's conversation here on the podcast. When we talk about liminal space, we're inevitably talking about something we don't really understand. The hard part of this idea is that we tend to think more about what it's not than what it actually is. We know it's not the beginning point, but we know it's not the other side either. And that's the tension, the mystery, the unknown. And that's sort of one of my next guest's specialties. Mira Lee Patel is a self-taught writer, artist, and best-selling author living and working here in Nashville, Tennessee. She is the author of My Friend Fear, Finding Magic in the Unknown, Made Out of Stars, a journal for self-realization, and Start Where You Are, a journal for self-exploration. She's worked with companies like Anthropology, Amnesty International, Spirituality and Health Magazine, Target, Vogue India, Wix, and so many more to help tell stories through campaigns that help us better understand who we are. I wanted her story because she understands this space better than most. Not just what it isn't, but what it is too. Let's dive into her backstage conversation from Story 2019 with our friend Tim Gray. Listen in. I think it is important to take the power out of the unknown. And when I say that, to not let it have a hold over you. The unknown has a lot of power because it is full of the impossible, the improbable, things that you haven't even dared to dream or imagine. Anything can happen. Anything is possible. And that's great. But in order to get in order to get to a place where you're willing to venture into it, you have to take a little of that power away from it. And you have to feel that going into that darkness, going into that unknown, whether it works out or it doesn't, was for the best and that there was something to be gained from that experience. Well, all creatives, all still, all storytellers, once we take a step into that darkness, uh, regardless of how many times there's an anxiety, there's a fear that happens, right? Yes. The longer that you're in it, it just feels off. You're off path. You're in the the abyss of the open ocean with no direction, right? That feeling of the next step doesn't feel clear. Yeah. You don't know where the destination is. Yeah. It's, it's like you're, you're on a scent. Yeah. Like a hound dog. Like you can, you can't describe it necessarily, but there's a thing that's happening. Right. Right. Um, when you found yourself in that state of mind, how do you get back to centered? How do you get yourself to a place, um, to a creative mindset to help you get out of that liminal space? 
Honestly, for me, it has never been a question of how to get out of it, but rather how do I want to move through it? Do I want to take advantage of this transition that I'm in, this kind of like muddy place and and see what can come from it? Because as a creative, as a writer, as a visual artist, it your best work, you, the most compelling things that you can make and that speak to somebody else and connects you, connects you to them, doesn't always come when you sit down and you're like, I know exactly what I'm going to make. I know where this process is going to take me. So if I allow myself to be vulnerable with myself, just me and my mind and my body in that place of creation and see what is coming out of me, it oftentimes is something that, like I said before, I could not even imagine. I couldn't have sketched it out. I couldn't have told you the story that was going to come out of me. And it's only by going through the liminal space, sitting in it, dealing with that discouragement, that feeling that you're going nowhere, that you're an imposter, that you're not, you know, I don't even deserve to be an artist. All of those things I have learned that, yes, they're in the liminal space and they make me wary of being in it again, but it's part of the process. It's a balance. You take the good with the bad and you make what you can with what you're given. Making what you can with what you're given doesn't actually come naturally to a lot of us. It's easy to start subconsciously looking for excuses to give up when you don't have the resources, time, headspace, or emotional energy to devote to a project. Instead of seeing liminal space as a place of potential, we start to see it as a sign to throw in the towel. Mira has some better advice for how to handle these seasons. Listen to this next clip from the interview. It's really insightful. One of the biggest things that always helps me in any situation, but especially in these moments of transience where, you you know, I wish that I could skip the liminal space right now sometimes so I could always be in a place of productivity, in a place of, look, I did, I did it. I did the hard thing. You want to be on the other side. But something that helps me when I'm in it is that everything is temporary. What you're feeling right now is temporary. What you're thinking is temporary. The experience you're having is temporary. And to know that so much of life is temporary and that change is honestly the only thing we can count on helps me honor the space I'm in a little bit more. It helps me to be gentler with myself and say it's okay to feel disappointed or discouraged right now. It's not going to last forever. It helps me take advantage of uh, this uh, undocumented environment I'm on. Hey, let's look at what are the good things about not having a shape right now? What are the good things about not having an immediate deadline or the fact that I don't know what this painting is going to look like or I don't know what story this book is going to tell. That means that anything is still possible. That means that I could really surprise myself. So that is one thing I really lean into and that offers me comfort is knowing that it is temporary. That really is the truest form of the process of creation anyway is to not know sometimes what the end product is. As a visionary, which is all what all storytellers really are at the core, um, you may have a vague form of what the end result may be, mm-hmm. right? And But through that process, what I've realized and really what I've lived to is we really get back to that the story I'm telling myself, right? Through that process of being transient and getting and trying your best to be centered and okay with where you're at, your IMs can really take a turn on you sometimes, you know? Yes. Um, 
And with all the storytellers that are listening to this, once they get to that place of where fear sneaks back in, uh, self-doubt sneaks back in, I am not enough, I am this, I am not talented, or the extreme opposite of perfectionism, over-creating mm-hmm. to try to further control. That story they tell themselves and that we all tell ourselves, is there a story of a time that you were in that process that maybe you had gotten to a place that wasn't serving you to be your highest self? And and tell me a story of how you went through that process and kind of came out better for it in the end. Um, so it is a little of what I touched on it briefly um, in my talk just now, but I had about a decade of living as somebody else. I was an editor at a technical publishing company. It was, we published papers written by electrical engineers. So as someone who has a father who's an electrical engineer, he was really stoked and proud of me, but it wasn't me. And it offered all of the things that I had always been told that I should want. It offered stability and safety. I knew that I was taking care of myself. I was responsible. I was independent. All things that were very important to me. And I would come home and I would write and I would tell myself, this is fine. I I am still writing. I am still seeing myself. I am still producing the work that is important to me. But I let it go for too long. And at the end of 10 years, I was pretty much uh, empty. I had been working two full-time jobs. My art career was now a full-time job. I had a full-time job. I was absolutely burnt out. And I didn't... I felt so sad that over 80 hours a week were going towards something that didn't hold any meaning to me. I didn't feel that my purpose as a person on the earth was being fulfilled. I felt I felt like a drone. I felt like a robot. And it really made me question, what is all of this for? And that initiated a huge change. And it initiated the first of many, many big changes that I never thought I would make, which is that I quit my job. I left my home in Brooklyn. I traveled alone. I allowed myself to be vulnerable. I allowed myself to get to know myself, to like myself, to accept myself. It was kind of a catalyst. I had a liminal domino effect where I just chose to shake up my entire world. And it was the best thing I had ever done for myself because it showed me how capable I am, how resilient I am, how confident I can be if I give myself the chance to surprise myself. And I think that is one of the problems with liminal space and the unknown is that we try so hard to avoid it because we're uh, we're afraid of failing ourselves or disappointing ourselves, whether it's in our art or our relationships or our careers, our lives. But liminal space, like that's a that's a place where you can surprise yourself. That's a place where you can say, oh, I didn't know I was capable of being this person, of doing these things. And so. I think one of the one of the biggest things that I've learned and that I really urge people to pay attention to is that yes, the unknown liminal space is filled with all of these, let's say, negative things. We we attach the label of negative to them, disappointment, discouragement, imposter syndrome, all of those things. But it is also equally filled with their opposites. 
It is filled with confidence. It is filled with surprise. It is filled with impossible, incredible things. And if we can reframe and reshift the way we approach the unknown and liminal space, then we can feel more confident about venturing into it over and over again. And when we're in that place of liminal space and we're feeling discouraged, we can flip the script again. Um, and I feel like I said a bunch of things there. But the other thing that I wanted to add um, for what I do when I'm in liminal space and I'm feeling a bit stuck is that I try to remember that action changes attitude. So I might not know what's going to happen next or what I'm capable of or what I can do, but I know that I can start. I know that I can just pick some action and do it and see what happens next. And then I can reassess and take my next step. So I always, that's something I encourage myself to do and what I encourage other people to do is uh, turn your mind off a little bit and do something and see how that action changes how you feel. Taking action, the next step, is something no one can take away from you. And it's your best course of action when you're in a liminal space. I'm gonna leave you with this little nugget from the interview. It's a great charge to go out on. I would love for them to know um, anybody who's trying to make something out of nothing. I would want them to know that every answer is inside them. Everything that you might be looking for externally in somebody else or in a certain job or career or book or place, it's already inside you. And that if you listen to yourself and you pay attention to yourself, you'll see that all of that is already there. Learning to believe that what you're looking for is already inside of you is a hard thing to learn. It might involve forgiving yourself, trusting yourself, or even just taking that leap of faith and knowing in your heart that you've got what it takes to land on your feet. And that's the unknown. And when you're facing it, it can be scary, sure. But if you do it, you'll learn how to fly. What an incredible interview with Mira. Be sure to check out Mira's work. Pick up a copy of one or more of her books. They're absolutely beautiful. You can learn more about Mira at miralee.com. That's just M-E-E-R-A. L-E-E.com. While you're online, if you haven't seen the lineup yet for Story 2020, oh man, you need to stop by story2020.com and check it out. And if you don't have your ticket yet, you can use the discount code STORYPODCAST50 for $50 off the already ridiculously low price. That's a simple way of saying thank you for always sticking around to the end of these episodes. All right, that's it for this week. I am Harris the Third. It's been a pleasure as always. I'll talk to you next week right here on the Story Podcast. The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely. All music for season four of the Story Podcast is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.